I know it's so good to right before moving to yeah. LA just talk shit about Scientology <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a while. You're gonna That's end the up best. in the hole. Yeah. You're gonna Yeah. Get your reputation out in front of you. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's what All it's right. for. Have you heard the good news about Lord Zenu? <laughs> <laughs> All news is good news when you're Lord Zenu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't call it the good news. Uh, with him, you know what? That's someone. F- that's exactly what someone filled with Deaton's would say. You know. <laughs> have you been tested yeah. recently? I've gone and done the full Scientology test you have? before. Yeah, I did that once. What? It, how did you do? Uh, I I I stole a mouse pad and a copy of Diagnetics and left before my test results came back in. Nice. If you think you Good stole work. a copy of Diagnetics, <laughs> I think you don't understand how this religion works. Well, it was the mouse pad is the main thing I stole. I got a really sweet mouse pad. Yeah, that's the champion. That is a collage of Elvon Hubbard. Like it's pictures of Elvon Hubbard. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you can you put your them. mouse on that. Yeah. <laughs> Afternoon, meet suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about second chances this month. This is uh, revisit months. This is our second time watching Battlefield Earth uh, for me, at least uh, for the for the show. This is the second episode about Battlefield Earth. Um, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have an amazing panel to with me in the same room today. Uh, first up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part Two. PT2 on Twitter. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Uh, thanks for having me. I just, for the record, want to put down. This is my fourth time what? watching Battlefield Earth cover to cover. What? Fourth Not- time all the way through seeing this movie. And I have only made you do it once. That means yeah. the other time. Was I don't think for I you. did it for this podcast. No. Before I think the other three times have just been like. Oh, I have to see this movie because it's really bad. And then there was like, hey, you have to see this movie because it's really bad. And then one time I just needed to feel something. Uh, (laughs) But and now this is the fourth time. So here I am. (laughs) I love that making someone else watch things. It's really like, man, this smells terrible. Check it. Yeah, you smell it. Uh, Also going to say at Uncle Kate, C-A-I-T on Twitter. Uncle Kate, it's Kaylin Weyerhaeuser. Hello. Uh, First time. Watching this movie? Second time. No, I was going to say, second time you've tricked me (laughs) into wasting my life. Uh, I still haven't fully forgiven you for Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades was not a great assignment, but... It was hurtful. I think I would watch this three times over watching Fifty (laughs) Shades one more. This was a very bad movie. I know, it was not great. Uh, I mean, Fifty Shades knows how to work a tripod a little bit better than this (laughs) filmmaker does. What? <laughs> it was just they just they bought all these Beaskew. tripods on clearance, yeah. and one of the legs was broken <laughs> on all of them. Yeah. Uh, also joining us, our very special guest today at Angela M Weber on Twitter. Uh, one half of the Double Clicks, whose new album Love Problems is available for pre-order on iTunes right now. It comes out August fifteenth. Welcome back, Angela. I'm so happy to be here. This, this is my second time watching Battle. It is revisit for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I, the I first time I oh, watched, no, you've seen it once, but you, yeah. this, I see what you're saying. It yes. feels like you've seen it twice, though, right? It, yeah, <laughs> every time is a million times. Yeah. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was in a film class and wrote up a report about the Dutch angles and transitions yeah. in this movie, because there are a few. Those Senna wipes out. Those from Senna out wipes oh, are so... Mm, strong choice. Cherry. I, mm. It's how you know your PowerPoint yeah, yeah. space and time. Yeah. Man. <laughs> they made this movie in PowerPoint, so yeah. good. <laughs> also, maybe it was just a Dutch movie. Why do you, they, in, they're just called angles Do for them. all Dutch yeah. movies have that? 
It's, <laughs> not, even, it's not even a Dutch law? thing. It's just, it's actually, it was from German filmmakers, so they called it Deutsch Angles, and then uh, we started calling it Dutch Angles because we don't know how to pronounce it. We're not no great with yeah. words, yeah. I get it. Uh, according to my brief Wikipedia about this beforehand. So this is episode number 399. What? Oh, boy. Of the show. So we've now done as many episodes as the number of meters that runner Elion Laringina Laringa, Laringina, uh, sprinted last week at the World Track Championships, uh, which got her out to a strong lead in the heat before stumbling and falling, sadly, one meter short of the 400-meter race. <laughs> it is a ter- dong, pretty dang. terrific video. <laughs> Just lands right in front of the finish line, and then the entire pack passes <laughs> and then finishes last. Oh, no. <laughs> So sad. Uh, also kind of great. Um, speaking of disappointing results, so this week we're talking about Battlefield Earth. And the reason is because this is the uh, third episode of Revisit Month. So for our 400th episode next week uh, and our eight-year anniversary, we have been do- revisiting four things that we did that were particularly memorably bad. And we had the Meat Buddies vote on what they wanted us to redo. And this finished uh, fourth narrowly. So I'm not sure... Uh, what people really wanted us to get out of it a second time, what we were looking for this time around. Um, but uh, it is one of the things from the list of films commonly considered to be the worst on Wikipedia, which is one of my favorite pages, mm. and that we've spent a lot of time swimming around in those waters. <laughs> so it's always good to check in again. Uh, and next week, of course, we'll be talking about Twilight, which was the first thing we ever talked about. We are rereading to close out Revisit Month. And of course, episode 400, which is too many if you ask me um also uh if you want to help vote on upcoming topics you can become a meat buddy uh just like julie did this week thanks to our new meat buddy julie we'll talk more about her later uh but uh, yeah, yeah so excited to talk about yeah. julie i know i know everyone got i could hear you guys breathe in and talk about julie we'll talk about julie Lee more in the middle but she's great thank you so much for donating julie if you guys go to readdeshweep.com slash meat buddies right now you can sign up and you'll get to vote uh on upcoming topics so after 400 it's august which means of course wet month so we're going to be all just like we do every year, we're going to be watching uh, four extremely wet films, and those are being voted for right now uh, by our meat buddy. So become a meat buddy today. So let's talk about Battlefield Earth, you guys. Um, let's start. Uh, I'm going to summarize, and you guys tell me how you feel. I wrote my own summary this week. Normally, I just steal them from the internet. But this one, I decided to try a new thing cool. where I write the summary as I'm going. Oh. So it's, this is like a stream of conscious, a summary of conscious, a stream of summary. Anyway, here's, is it good? here's what's going on. <laughs> A bunch of dirty people <laughs> Here we go. live in <laughs> live outside of Denver in the mountains. Johnny Goodboy Tyler, which every time that's his name, which every time I just wanted to go, why Johnny Tyler? <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Johnny Johnny Goodboy Tyler runs away from his village and ends up in a ruined mall or an improved mall, I guess, depending on what you're looking for in a mall. Uh, this sounds just like a trip I had in Denver. It's just. <laughs> I was out with a bunch of dirty people. And then one guy named Johnny Goodboy, we ended up in a <laughs> fucked up mall. This is just my life. Did an alien in a trench coat shoot you in the back with a green laser? I mean, it was a gigolo, but it was very similar. <laughs> okay, so uh, aliens. So Goodboy Tyler runs away, ends up in a ruined mall. Aliens shoot him, make him wear a nose mask, and then fly him in a spaceship to Denver, where he steals an alien's cop gun. Cops gun, which it turns out in any culture is considered threatening, uh, sh- shoots the cop and then gets so caught by John Travolta wearing platform shoes, uh, big f- uh, uh, bell bottom pants, yeah, leather j- thing, uh, dreadlocks, Space and dreadlocks, and and claw gloves. <laughs> Did you really emphasize the black leather? 
the really got to stress also head to toe black leather. Yeah, yeah, just it's a the black, black leather is, trench coat. Because every alien is a little bit emo. Yeah. They they're, are. They're the raver pants. They're like Jinko jeans. <laughs> they are. Yeah. So, Down over platform yeah, over rave the, boots. Go-go uh, boots. So, uh, a strong uh, look. <laughs> the aliens, uh, you can tell that they're aliens because they talk funny by adding additional words to sentences. So they say, And you are out of your skull bone if you think that I'm going to write on the report, Shot by man-animal as the cause of death unless I... So, you <laughs> can tell. Man-animal, come on. Yeah, man-animal. <laughs> That's all movie. It's right, you're just repeating syllables. so close it's to man-animal. It's the future. It's the future. Stop repeating syllables. <laughs> I like... This, it felt very much like... Uh, uh, what was... Uh, the Cloud Atlas. It felt kind of Cloud Atlas where you're like, Oh, you can tell that they're not normal people because they use words twice. See? <laughs> alien stuff. Uh, so uh, the aliens are all big and dreadlocked and have nose masks. Um, John Travolta alien is not did not get a promotion that he wants, and so he's forced to stay on Earth because it turns out he stooped the senator's daughter. Or something to notes. the senator's daughter. <laughs> I assume stooping. Yeah. You don't think stooping? Who knows what these aliens do? Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, they do it with long tongues. Yeah, they have long tongues, oh, and they really ahead. care about job titles. <laughs> yeah, so he's so he's in middle management. He's really upset, even though he's very smart. He went to Alien Harvard, and um, sure did. he keeps talking about it. Well, um, you have to remember the context, that while you were learning to write your names, he was, in fact, being trained to conquer galaxies. <laughs> That was a great villain line. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty solid. Delivered rendered immaculately to, by Alien Jones Alien prep school. It wasn't just Alien. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the West Point. Mm. Space West Point, yeah. <laughs> for douchebag he, planet. He went into a very special <laughs> kindergarten for conquering worlds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, his uh, preschool SAT scores were very high. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's uh, like a real GT kid. The... Uh, they're nose buds. Just say nose buds. They're oh, nose buds. Nose buds. <laughs> they're nose buds. Nose buds. They're like... Is John Travolta right now currently dead or alive? Alive. I well, I mean, genuine really question. Who, Wait a yeah. second. Real question. Yeah. Okay. Good. Just a second. Are you, <laughs> yeah. Are you asking really me don't. or are you asking JT? Because JT <laughs> probably gave a different answer. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Thomas. No. Just this Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's different now. He got divorced. He's now. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so here's uh, so John Travolta alien hatches this plan that is either to steal the gold or stop somebody from stealing the gold and become a hero mm -hmm. or inventing a new way to mine. I am unclear on that. We train man animals who don't need ref gas to mine the gold for us. The home planet owns this planet. The gold belongs to them. That's the beauty of it. Home planet doesn't even know the gold exists. So those corporate crap heads won't even know we stole it. It's the perfect crime, sir. Then the aliens teach Johnny Tyler to be smart, which may end up backfiring. Uh, then they kidnap his girlfriend and make the man animals mine their gold. The manimals Thank you. <laughs> pretend to mine, but secretly fly around the country in a spaceship and plan a revolution, yeah. including breaking into uh, Fort Knox yep. and then also an armory in Texas, stealing guns and airplanes. And then these dirty Denver primitive people all learn how to fly F-16s? Yeah, so yeah. fast. Coloradans, you can just say Coloradans. Coloradans. Not yeah, der they're not Denverites. These are definitely... <laughs> oh, that's what you're saying. Uh, it's more bolder, yeah, that you yeah. can tell. Uh, anyway, so then they revolt and they win, right? I think yeah. so. And then the company that makes the movie goes out of business and possibly is the largest fraud in the history of Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They that's destroyed all. the alien super advanced society with a single bomb. They teleported a bomb into it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice dirty bomb, you know. Yeah, dirty bomb. You could just say Colorado bomb. 
Uh, that that basically, it gets real confusing. Yes. And I remember from the first time I watched this, I remember being like really not into it, but like focused for the first hour, and then my brain fogs. Oh, it's yeah. yep, hard. It gets messy. This is a movie yeah. about planning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of it. How much fun it is, uh, how many times we can do it, um, how riveting, really riveting planning can be. Uh, and it's also about cramming as many morals into oh, a movie as su- possible. Subtle, <laughs> subtle yeah. messages. Yeah. Give us an fate, example of a subtle moral. Fate, yeah. maybe. Does fate, if you fate, fate hard enough. <laughs> Grass is always out- greener fa- on the other greener? side. Yeah. Wait, is that Absolutely. good? Are they for or against that? Reed will, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place. So there's a lot of morals, but Greed it's unclear. Greed is bad. If you'll if die fine. if you like gold. That is true. I if don't know. You teach people to <laughs> betray you. No, leverage. You, leverage. Leverage. <laughs> leverage. It really is about leverage. It's yeah. the TV show Leverage. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this. Oh, like, God. Movie. And hilarious jokes about how it's the future. Cake. <laughs> and oh, piece of cake. Sorry. It's like, because you don't see the lines because it's not. It's a map because they're stupid. Oh, they're yeah, yeah. The yeah. Future, but they're, We're gonna really they're future stupid people joke, who fly F 16s. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, this is the thing. This, like, whole idea that, like, pilots need to have perfect vision and know all this stuff that's all propaganda you just need two weeks two weeks in the fucking two weeks in the, the cone machine yeah and you're fucking good to go buddy this does sound Look, like something somebody from boulder would say let me tell you something i've played a lot of arcade games in my time and i can't fly anything you put me in front of yeah. basically yeah. Yeah, yeah. you just need john travolta sitting next to you in a cockpit saying do it or i'll blow up your yeah, girlfriend yeah. and then you just learn anything Leverage. at all fun thing about anthony saying that about airplanes dude doesn't drive cars nope doesn't can't drive a car don't need yeah, to fly any f-16 yeah. perfectly confident to drive yeah, a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you get me two weeks behind a driving simulation and i'll fucking I got it. fly it uh actually this is starting to feel a little mean so let's roll it in because it's time for our major compliment we like to start and every show with the compliment it's called the compliment sandwich anthony why don't you go first uh with your major compliment what's one nice thing you're gonna say about uh, earth every time i've seen this movie i i walk away with all four times uh, all four times I, I walk away thinking, um, Forrest Whitaker seemed like he was having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and what I, the whole time? The whole time. Like, I like Forrest Whitaker. I, I like him lot. every time. And his whole, like, character in this movie, I kind of like, especially like, at the end. He's like, you know, my whole world is de- destroyed. My five wives are dead, but I got a sweet new job title. Like, he's just he's just yeah. a guy who's just, like, looking out for himself in the most, like, smummy way. <laughs> Uh, his character doesn't make any sense, but he, he's having fun. Like you know, he like think about it. Every day, Forrest Whitaker woke up at like four in the morning, <laughs> sat in a makeup chair for four hours. Oh yeah, got on sat set in a separate pants chair show, for four yeah. hours, and got to this goddamn shit show on set and was like, "Look, I gotta be here. I'm gonna make the time of this." I mean, right. you can tell because yeah. every single time they cut to him, he's smiling slowly. He's having a good yeah. time. <laughs> having a good every time. single so, time. <laughs> that's a perfect transition to Mike because my compliment is very similar, but for John Travolta, who <laughs> I don't like as much as I like Forrest Whitaker, but definitely seemed like he was having fun in this mm. movie. His performance is interestingly unhinged. Uh, and this is like his project, right? This is his vanity yeah. project. That he and reportedly he used to yell at people whenever they doubted the movie would be a success. It's a science fiction movie starring John Travolta. 
which is a great thing to say about yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, despite that, that, he plays a bad guy in a stupid costume who's like kind of smart, but also an asshole and also dumb yeah. and then abuses everybody and then dies. There's two things about John Travolta's performance in this movie that uh, really struck me this time. One, uh, I felt like after every take, he would walk to a corner and be like, was that good, Elvon? Like, just to know, and he would just, <laughs> he would just say, it, like, this is for you, like, before every take. Yeah. But the main thing I took away from this movie is uh, the the prosthetics are terrible. Uh, but oh, John yeah. Travolta has the biggest dumb prosthetic fingers. His fingers and are the, so good. The prosthetic acting he does of uh, grabbing stuff and like manipulating so things. Like all the buttons on all the decks have to be so big because yeah. they just don't have the dexterity to do real stuff. And also because of the future. But yeah, John Travolta really sells finger acting in this movie. <laughs> In a way that I appreciate. Yeah, he, does he really have, bangs it out. Yeah, he, ha- he does have the wiggliest fingers. Yeah. <laughs> they, they really. My favorite John Travolta moment is when he gets his arm blown off and he takes it surprisingly yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> my arm's gone. Yeah. You can like see his little thing. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. my arm. Yeah, it's gone. Used to be there. Now it is not. I think okay. it's less blown off, more deleted. I think it's <laughs> yeah. with the limbs. Then yeah, just delete, delete, delete. Gone. I, and it's clean. It's, yeah, it seems yeah, like it's sterile. Light, lightsaber style. Yeah, very lightsaber. Yeah, I love when even. he grabs the three drinks and goes back to his room. That's yeah. my favorite. When he's just and he's just I'm like holding him for a second. Like the camera lingers on him for like thirty seconds. I like, okay, so I go. think he's been fun in a lot of movies, and I genuinely thought he was having a good time. It was like yeah. kind of fun to watch in this. It is yeah. a bad choice to be mm. in this movie, but I thought that was really interesting and kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, well, let's keep going this way, Angela. Uh, uh, what's your major compliment? I legitimately was impressed at the music in this movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think the music hmm. worked harder at acting than any <laughs> and like more successfully created moods than anybody's individual like script or anything. Like it went wacky this movie's a roller coaster of like this is an epic scene okay now we're walking around this is a weirdly placed joke but whatever it is like the, the music was just really in it was acting so hard it was yeah. acting so hard this is the thing we've talked about on the show a little bit before which is that anytime a movie no matter how bad it is like they hired one of the best people available for a bunch of different jobs so like yeah they got the best of like for the budget the best fingers they could get so somebody put a lot of work into those fingers yeah. for the money they had yeah. and they may have gotten a very good musician i don't even it's kind of that's yeah. a fun thing about movies this is gonna be the worst movie and it's somebody's big break yeah. every time and they put their heart and soul into it the person who did the music for this movie has also done the music for three Atlas Shrugged movies that I didn't Whoa. know existed. So no they're just way. kind of like a... Who knows that those existed? We know <laughs> those. I've seen all of those. Yeah. Oh, actually, we might not have seen the third one. We saw the first two. Yeah. Those, actually, it's kind of a... That's a really great crossover then because those movies were also huge money losses by people who, even though no one wanted them, insisted that they were important. Yeah, I- ideologue movies. Yeah. Well, well at the music was emotional AF. I bet. It was. Uh, whenever somebody says AF, I assume, because those are my initials, I assume they're just talking to me. That was some emotional Alex Falcone music. That music was yeah. emotional Alex Falcone. Uh, oh, I should, I should. I forgot to mention this when we were doing the intros that we do. So the four of us are here on the show. We also do have an empty stool for Elron in case he shows yeah. up. We always keep one stool on the podcast, Good. one microphone ready. Yeah. Channel 5, Elron, anytime you're ready, we've got you. All right, Caitlin, major compliment. This, I am convinced, was the most amazing uh, D&D campaign ever run. (laughs) (laughs) 
Man, this is a this is a compliment you could do for almost anything we do on the show. Yeah. Is that if this was a D and D campaign, it is a much better, Would, more interesting film. It, it started in 1989. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it went on for three years, two months, four days. <laughs> None of the players speak to each other. Did they win? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you know, you saw what happened. And then uh, they were like, you know, what we should do is uh, make this goddamn movie. Uh, Mm. And then they took every single moral code that's taught in those tiny little comic books that are not comic books that are put out by the church. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were like, let's take all of them and put those in it. Done. <laughs> I think if this movie had been like an anime, like a really (laughs) over like excited um low budget like morning anime cartoon yeah. i would have been 100 percent into it yeah. because it would have yeah. been episodic and yeah. each episode could have focused on like its own little like you know concept of moral principle and, and yeah, struggle yeah, yeah. hardship and like right. this the dialogue would have made sense greener. maybe more than it did what the fuck was happening there right. and this is actually i wanted to ask you because you mentioned this before about his writing have you actually read any other elron because you said he's written like he's written like a thousand books. Yeah, right? like Elrond is like the most published novel like writer of all time. He's written like more works than anyone else. Like I've tried once. I was at an airport and there was an Elrond Hubbard book at like a, a bookstore there, and I grabbed it and read the first few pages. That was the most of his actual work I've ever read. But so, steal that but, too? Did you steal that one? Too? No, I did not steal that one. <laughs> He'd love to give you one. Yeah. They, I, we we read Dianetics a while ago and I remember nothing about it, so I can't tell you anything about that. But is did you read it then? I, you know what? I don't remember much of college either. So yeah, I read Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one again? Uh, we've done this is our three hundred ninety ninth episode. I know. I've let some of them slip. Um, in fact, I did not remember this until we got into it. I couldn't have told you what was happening, and then as soon as I saw the dangly nosebuds. Yeah. I remembered, but but so if he's one of the most popular, it's because he must just not write second drafts. Right? Yeah, no, he just he did a lot of speed and he wrote a lot of books. I knew it. And that then makes he was this like, make more sense if it's yeah. a guy who just brain dumps science fiction all yeah. the time. I mean, he was a, the bad science fiction writer, and then he got you know he was really into uh, like weird sex magic with the guy who invented rocket fuel. Uh, Jim Person. Okay, he you was, just said like six things that I don't follow. Yeah, he was into sex magic with the guy who invented rocket. Yeah, fuel. Jim Person. You know, he invented. Uh, he invented like rocket fuel and like uh, uh, not. Uh, you mean like super cooled liquid oxygen? But like, um, like uh, mm-hmm. the aerosp- uh, Jim Person's the guy. He's a porn dude. Okay. Uh, him Wait, and Elvon Elvon Hubbard. What are you? We're really into like. Is this weird- you writing a book? <laughs> no, no, this. <laughs> This is true. You can look at it. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, Jim Parsons uh, founded. Uh, he invented rocket fuel. He invented a bunch of stuff. Uh, but he was really into weird like Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, not Jim Parsons. Who am I trying to say? I no one knows. <laughs> uh, what? We could this not know less what you're trying to say. The weirdest what? game of verbal charades I've ever played. <laughs> I've fi- into it. You have the internet. In. Try find look up Elvon Hubbard. Something person. Rocket fuel. Rocket fuel, yeah. <laughs> That's what I got from You'll me. find it. But <laughs> there's but like they theory, Jim Parsons. It's all coming together. Keep going. But they were into like weird like satanic like, like sex magic for a long Jack time. Parsons, Jack the Parsons. Jack Parsons. You rocket engineer. Huh? Uh, but they were in somebody the- just hit uh, delete draft on an email they were about <laughs> <Yeah>. to send. <laughs> it was Jack Parsons, yeah, idiot. But yeah, they like I you know he person. went and lived with him for a long time, and they tried to like raise like this weird uh, demon uh, and perform all these weird rituals, and then this, that scene went south, as you can imagine. Sure. Uh, and then Elon Hubbard was like, "I'm gonna start a religion," and then he did that for the rest of his life. He lived on a boat for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
for the whole Sea Org thing. He's a very interesting guy. All right. Well, I'm glad we went down that yeah, route. Yeah, we here's, uh, here's my question. So because this is Revisit Month, uh, we'll start with everybody but Caitlin right now because this is your first time with it. So you, this, is a, you're, is a, this is a visit month for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what changed, Anthony and Angela, what changed on this from the first time you saw it? What, what did you notice differently this time? Oh, gosh. I feel like this time I could feel the movie being adapted from a book. Oh, you interesting! Could, like, like I could, I could see it being written while I was watching it. It's like, should we change the order of the scenes? Should we not explain everything that's going to happen before it happens? So it's super. I don't think we should change it. Mm. I don't think Elrond want us to change. It. I mean, I do. We so my understanding is that the Scientology did not have that much to do with the actual film, but clearly because Elrond had sent like a copy of the book to. Uh, Travolta and was like I want this to be a movie so and then he died and so John was like I have to make this for my buddy what is his name Larry Ron what's what's the L for I have no idea Lorenzo I'm gonna call sex him Loren- magic. He is sex it's magic. Not an L. <laughs> Lorenzo, I mean, sex magic. It is if you're Ron doing Hubbard. it right. Trust me. It is if you're <laughs> so, Okay. So anyway, so Lorenzo, he's like he he had to make it for Lorenzo. So I could mm-hmm. imagine that he was like, I can't change any words because then Laurie would be mad at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He well, goes by well, Laurie. That's what it feels sure it like. Does. It feels like a movie that tried really hard to be loyal. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like loyal it, Ron Hubbard. That could be it. Lex yeah. Luthor, Ron Hubbard. Lex Luthor, Ron. If anybody, Lex Luthor has one word. If anybody's complaining about an un reliable like translation of a book mm. to a movie you can just show them this one yeah. it's like well this is what happens yeah. when you're reliable is this what you want is this is this what you wanted uh anthony what, what did you notice differently this time um i mean there, there's not there's not a lot that you pick up on the fourth time that you didn't get on the second <laughs> time with battlefield yeah it's not like it's not like i'm like man i really left a lot on the table that's the last <laughs> time not diving into it uh but i mean i guess like i when i was watching it this time i just kept thinking like it never really happened for barry pepper and that's sad because i like him <laughs> well, i liked him a, li- a lot i think he's a good actor he was, he's like a character actor right yeah, he's in exactly. a bunch of stuff he, he shows was, he was the, main, stuff. the main uh colorado um, but no honestly the main thing i took away from it this time was i honestly think the first act of this movie besides like the execution being terrible isn't a horrible setup for an actual like kind of cool science fiction story mm-hmm. like they get it just gets so off the rails but like I, the the idea of like post post apocalyptic like I just played this video game called Horizon a few months ago which deals with somewhat similar yeah. kind of setting and mm-hmm. themes and it's but it's like the idea of like the apocalypse happens but this is like post post that this is like people living after that and yeah. like coming take back it's like it's not like a terrible setup for a science fiction story in the first act I actually think it's like again really sloppy but not terrible. It just immediately huh. goes off the rails once they introduce like the dumbest aliens in the history. I, of yeah, cinema. I was gonna say I think <laughs> if you don't count the aliens, it's maybe more yeah. interesting. I I'm kind of interested in the idea of aliens who have come and taken over Earth and and enslaved the rest of humanity, the remaining twelve people. Mm. Um, but the fact that they want gold is just a yeah. little too we like gold why that's that's our thing we're dumb we're dumb why is it gold gold doesn't make any sense for them did they breathe gold they seem like they just wanted the money gold i don't under yeah well they're and they didn't bother to check fort knox that's the other thing so they never were like let's get the gold that's already mined they were like no we got to get new they are literally the dumbest assholes to ever do anything in spaceships like this is like this is (laughs) 
Every scene is like and he's like sent monkeys to space. These stupid oh. man animals can't fire a gun. It's like look at these buildings that yeah, surround right. you. Yeah. You like. You oh, you, you, they, he remembered. He remembered when they fought the war, and they yeah. were like, "The people's weapons did not stop us from war." But he knew they had weapons. Like these dumbass aliens don't even know what an assault rifle is. And like they the just same, use handguns. We have for the same everything. shape of hand, and their gun is just a oh, squeeze the gun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man. That that's sort of like what I noticed this time. The thing that stuck out to me the most from the fir- first time is that how much about this movie is just really about um, galactic bureaucracy. Yeah. Oh, big time. It's just so much about like, oh, I just I'm stuck as a middle manager and like, oh, for personal reasons I didn't get this promotion and now I'm just gonna kill the entire species. Like, I'm gonna do a thing that leads to the whole species getting destroyed. It was much more bureaucratic than I remember last time. I was more interested in like, oh yeah, I guess that that is sort of a puppet who's the mayor of earth now and who isn't really qualified for his job but has is like the rubber stamp on all this stuff like there's just a lot of layers of just really dumb bureaucracy running this planet i don't know what the point was and maybe it was just to like reiterate that like no this is the way things always will be and have been and should right. be forever and always or is it to also equate that bureaucracy to like look dumb alien race see how they're still so structured right and it we should go back, light back on us to village life yeah. or whatever i don't know uh also i disagree that on paper this is even a good concept (laughs) because it's been printed on paper and it's not good (laughs) (laughs) this is how soon into the synopsis of this film or even like the breakdown of it that you have to stop talking for it to still be a good film it's the future (laughs) 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 because everything past that is like no that is garbage i disagree uh it's the future and there's that spiky gate the end. That's when it stops being good. Because <laughs> yeah. in the opening scene, they have this good spiky call. wooden gate yeah. fence so around. Impressive. It's cool looking spiky gate. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't Ewok even knock on that door. Yeah, it's very Ewok. <laughs> There's a horse. Horses are fun. Yeah, I, like I got excited because uh, the first oh, character introduced was the lady, and then she just gets called my woman the entire time. We never. Yeah, we don't. She's see the most interesting person. Yeah. There. <laughs> Uh, it got it. Yeah, also, I was like, "Oh, cool, a character." Oh, for, I forgot. This is not a movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have the, oh wait, I want to say about the horse real quick. Um, because oh, here's the thing about that horse is like, if you're the horse, and then the aliens come, you're like, maybe I'm gonna have a better life with this new system because they're not doing great with people, and then they're still getting ridden around by people. So I feel like that horse is like they got their hopes up during the apocalypse, and we're like, yeah. oh no, still shitty. Well, that horse fell down like 18 times. Yeah, it was it different horses. I think it's just one time in such slow motion that it felt like 18 the times. The hardest working stunt horse <laughs> yeah. in the world. That horse acted almost as hard as the music. Yeah. Also, why are there so I many wanna... horse stunts in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> There's less screen time for horses than there are horse stunts. Like There's yeah. so much yeah. they go through. It's brutal and unnecessary. And this is, I don't want to bring everybody down, but it was actually probably those eight horses were the hardest working stunt horses. <laughs> Shut up. So this sad. can't be another never-ending story. <laughs> this is a this is a horse horses, really a dog's life. Slime pit. I just feel I, like when the, when the aliens come, the horses are going to be like, you know what? Let's try it. Let's see what they're bringing because we're not doing great sure. on Earth right now. So Under what? The table. They got to be bummed when it's the still bad. The dogs all died though. That was, was such a weird aside. The, yeah, I don't remember this. Like, what, what happened to the dogs? All, the, this, like, we, the dogs must be so smart to have the humans oh. chauffeur them around. But Get they jokes? You guys terrible. jokes, right? The you jokes remember? in this movie were all A-plus jokes. They <laughs> were <laughs> ham-handed. I remember two jokes. So, two yeah, ways in there. So there's one. A plus. <laughs> uh, I remember the one where they yeah they look at the picture of uh, the old pe- of old-timey humans. And there's a dog in the car. And they're like, oh, the dog is clearly the alpha species, mm-hmm. which is a... 
Wizard of Id level joke. Yeah. And then they the other joke was yeah they were flying over the country looking at a map and we're like I don't see these big red lines. Yeah, and then there's mm. the joke that they think the statues are people who looked at the gods or and something. Oh, like literally that. frozen. Yeah, man, yeah. that's generous to call that a joke. It, yeah, well, I mean, no. Well, then they go in and there's the mannequins and they're like, man, they, they really, really must. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the thought that it's the frozen god with the wrench and it's like, get it? Because it's a, it's a big guy and they think it's, get it? think he's big. Like our statues are going to be revered. Get it? <laughs> yeah. But even the corporate one, you get it? It's like capitalism. <laughs> well, his whole thing was like, I need to see these gods to believe they're real. And the other guy's like, well, here's a statue of him. He's like, all right. I mean, you got me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's well, clearly I a god. You in your own logic. <laughs> I, I love that before they go to see the gods, like the first thing he sees of the old world is like a, like a mini golf course. Yeah. That, that you know, one he of those classic. He fights a dragon. He fights but a one dragon of those hole. classic mini golf courses that is really designed to last a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. Just built with good hody materials. Yeah. Just one of those. Indestructible. Yeah, just this was designed, you know. No expense spared. Yeah. Golf course. Osmandias <laughs> built this golf course. This is... <laughs> titanium. Yeah, every... This is a titanium dragon. Also, I love just in general cheesy the way movies are like, no, it's there's aliens. This is the future. Uh, and one is instead of money, we use credits. We just That's always yeah. the future. You can tell because yeah. it's credits. And also alcohol is green now. Mm. That's how you know. A little glowy. They're aliens because it's green and also, all women who are aliens are prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. One that, out of one. Some of that will them be the do future. Your nails, though. So, yeah. poorly, but kind of. I. Okay. So, I that lady. She may not have been a prostitute. Well, Secretary. it was a little unclear. She was. Was that Travolta's <laughs> wife? No. No, she was. <laughs> I think. I think. I think that was John what? Travolta's wife. No, she was a set, uh, an extra who wandered over from the Star Trek set, set <laughs> who set. just walked in the frame, and they were like, "This actually works! Holy shit!" <laughs> she. Uh, that was like a, one of the little no, bits of CG. J- yeah, there was that. Yeah. And then the, sad, the CGs. Dead she had. A, she had like a sexy. Yeah. She had a sexy tongue. Really. Really yeah, it was a very sexy tongue. Yeah. I almost I threw we, up. And <laughs> I, well, yeah, so she, she's like, they're like, uh, he's explaining why he has this particular secretary. He's like, also, she has some skills. And then she has like an eight foot tongue come out and go back and in, which is a clothed torso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that'll move. I don't want to, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to hook up with anybody whose tongue tastes like cotton after and that. Oh, my clothes. Oh, That's gross. Something, something yeah, else. Great. I thought for sure she was, she's related to somebody in that. There was somebody, like, I, th- I want to say it was John Travolta, but he like insisted on like putting her in that. I just want to hit on again how unacceptable it was that John Travolta did this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. You're still mad at old I, Johnny. It's so upsetting. Like, so two things. I had a m- mini revisitation in the middle of this movie because I started it not stoned, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt nauseous. And I was watching. It oh, on my you phone. know what's great for that. And <laughs> it was great at reducing nausea. The yeah, marijuana. that's why I did it. Uh, <laughs> I was watching it on my phone, and it made it almost easier than I think if it had been on the TV. Like if I put it up there, because oh, yeah. then I could like tilt it back and forth to correct the angle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, so, you're doing a great visual that is explaining future, it to us. No. So okay, so the, almost the entire movie is filmed in what's called a Dutch angle, which is where it's just off center for no reason. Yeah. Huh? Right, for Kevin theme Smith. and mood. Well, right, for yeah. theme and mood. Sorry, yeah. Actually, the 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 videographer said it was because Stop. he wanted to feel like a comic book. Oh no! Is that okay? Well, when you hold a it, comic book, do you always hold it a little off? Well, because one of your arms is stronger than the other. Yeah. 
right, right, right. Well, that's, right. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, you should go to the gym and really work out the other arm. You should equalize. What do you think it You're was like? Yourself. Like like week four of filming when the DP was setting up the lights and the setting up the angle, and he was like, "If that director comes over here and tells me to tilt this fucking camera, I want to be." <laughs> I swear to God, I just spent a half an hour setting up this fucking shot, Perfect. and the director would be like, "I think it's a good shot. I think if we could just move that light right there and maybe get a little tilt." <laughs> just, we can just tilt this just a little bit. Just so, uh, just to help uh, for the viewer at home. So everything's slightly tilted. So Caitlin's joke was that her phone she could tilt the other way and yeah. correct yeah, for it. I could just tilt back. That's and forth. a smart way to do it. And it was like playing a uh, little Wii console because yeah. it's oh, yeah. yeah. so the whole. T- I'm in the backyard smoking weed and just like playing the movie. <laughs> playing John Battlefield to one yep. side of the screen, left and, left and right. <laughs> this, this side now, this side now. Turn left, right turn, left turn. It's like a. <laughs> Roller coaster. It was very fun. Uh, also, after I got stoned, I just pretended in my mind that long hair um, Jesus friend mm-hmm. uh, was, in fact, Johnny Depp because I don't give a shit that he wasn't because in my <laughs> mind he was. And this movie gets better because you're like, wow, Johnny actually like really nailed it here. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably his best role. <laughs> I do it's not believable, useless, weird Mary Sue. It makes more sense if you think that is happening rather than some human being gave the direction that they did to his character. Mm, yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Here's what we want you to do." Do you do that a lot? <laughs> Just pretend someone is Johnny Depp yes. to make it yeah. better. And I don't like Johnny Depp. Do you understand? Yeah. I do not like him. But to me, it's like, look at you. You kind of did okay on that one. All right. This is how I've gotten through uh, a lot of stuff. Is I pretend Anthony is Johnny Depp. <laughs> it makes a lot of our road trips easier. Sneaks, haters, and I made myself so easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. How much they hate it. Today's episode is brought to you by our fabulous meat buddies uh, who help support the show. And we have a, a brand new meat buddy, Julie. Uh, and we're just going to do a quick compliment pile for Julie. So everyone is going to say one very specific compliment to the person they've never met and know nothing about, Julie, our new meat buddy. So, uh, lady, you guys seem the most, Caitlin, I think you seem the most excited. So I'm going to have you go first complimenting Julie. So, what is one thing that you love about newest meat buddy, Julie? Uh, Julie, it's so nice um, to talk to you finally. And <laughs> I've been admiring your work from afar. Like, you are basically perfectly the person that when, like, maybe an hour or two into my day, someone's like, oh, how's your morning going? If I've seen you out, I just feel like it's good. I just feel like it's good. Yeah. I see you out and about. Like, we don't even have to talk or anything. It's just like a person that's like exists in beauty and truth uh-huh. in this community. You are valuable and you improve my whole environment you, whole days yeah. yeah yeah i could get in a car accident in the morning if i saw julie it's like a wash yeah that's yeah. a lot actually <laughs> yeah. all right too I'm far i'm so sorry back just an inch yeah, two. Uh, <laughs> very, not if i okay i can almost get in a car accident. yeah <gasps> just one of the <gasps> yeah yeah and then i see julie calmed down yeah I, not to pile on, but I find that Julie just says things that I want to put on an enamel pin and put it on oh, my coat. Oh, God. Like all the time, right? Just all the time. All the time. Just like she'll say a phrase or like a little compliment that just seems to come out of nowhere, but it means so much And I am like me. pin conservative, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
to max. Yeah. To max. But, but I want both, them both to be Julie's. Both yeah. to be Julie yeah. pins. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just just your face. Yeah. Like the good ones too. Yeah. The Fifteen dollar ones. Oh, <laughs> big time. Big time. I I think my favorite thing about Ju- Julie. I, one thing I like about you is that um, you do a lot of little things that are underappreciated that like people don't notice throughout the day. Like you'll you'll just uh, adjust something on your desk to get just a slightly better feng shui of the desk i think and and you uh always take take care to be nice to animals um and you just do a lot of little things throughout a day that people don't notice and except me i just want to let you know i've seen it and i think you're doing good work and i appreciate that about you our compliments from better uh, <laughs> not a contest you know i've I, had to do more than you i don't know what i can say about julie that you guys haven't <laughs> Uh, I mean, that is literally your job now. Here's the thing about Julie. I mean, we all know all about it, right? Yeah. Virgo uh-huh. drives that really nice Subaru. <laughs> you know, it's that cat of her, Sasha. It's just the best cat. Wow, you're going all in on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, very confident. Yeah, I, you know, really trying to freak, freak her out, right? Yeah, now. Well, yeah. Because I'm nailing all of these details, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Wow. Um, but think, I think I like about Julie the most is she doesn't notice that Anthony follows her everywhere. Yeah. She's never I, noticed. I think Julie's sixth grade teacher, math teacher, Mr. Levy, put it best. <laughs> <laughs> when he said, you know, Julie, you got a good head on your shoulders and you're going to go far in this world. And one day someone on a podcast is going to give you an activation code and I need you to listen to me very, very closely. <laughs> <laughs> the lemon is baked forever. There you go, Julie. Have a good day. Oh my God! If Julie split herself, kills, <laughs> if she kills a Supreme Court justice tomorrow, <laughs> I am going to be pretty freaked out. Yeah, wait. Which you know one? what? Huh? Which one? I know that huh? that'll be the key. We know that she's she's been activated. But what side are you working on? <laughs> and me, do you even know? You he, might not of know. He doesn't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna say one way or another. But let me just say, I'm doing my best to make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you so much, Julie, for donating. Thank you to all of our fabulous Meat Buddies who keep the show uh, floating down the tracks. Meat Buddies, 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 Meat Buddies. Now it's time for a lightning bonus round. We're going in the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're going to finish this shit up. Uh, this is our mini game segment uh, to wrap things up here that are uh, questions that are inspired by but not necessarily related to the movie. So uh, one thing, I was watching this and then like that day I was listening to a podcast about um, uh, the new project to send radio signals out to aliens. So we've done a lot with SETI over the years to listen for signals, but there's a new very largely front funded program to send signals out um, just in case all the other aliens have also built large listening devices and have been waiting for us. And this is like, we've been like, like a Portland stop sign where all four of us are waiting for someone else to <laughs> yeah. go first. <laughs> But of alien communication. So now there's new the new the new program for that. And there, but there's some people who are concerned that we shouldn't do that. That we shouldn't send out signals because um, Stephen Hawking said that like uh, if the Native Americans had sent out a signal like "Hey, come over and hang out here," it didn't go great for them, and that that could be us in this situation. Like, what if we bring people with a lot of diseases we don't know or who just want to take our gold? And so that was reminded me of this movie. Like, what if we if we send out this message, we might summon John Travolta? Yeah. And then nine minutes, they'll take over. So I guess my question for you guys is, how do you? where do you come down on this? Do you think we should be contacting alien species? Is it worth the risk? What should the message be? And sub-question, <laughs> what is the message going to be? There Actually, there is like a, there has been a history of this where there's been a couple of like, I think like Burger King spent a bunch of money to broadcast Eat Burger King into space or something yeah. like that. Anyway, there's a bunch of like weird. Uh, they would. Yeah. They would. <laughs> actually, now it seems like KFC would do it, but if anyone's uh, going to do it. Yeah. I'm a... Uh, 
you know, I I hope that we eventually do one day like communicate and reach out and can travel to distant planets and meet alien races, all those fun scientific ideas. But like that actually seems very difficult, right? Like it seems like actually being able to travel to ever meet aliens is probably impossible. It seems impossible to make a sci-fi movie, but they did it. Yeah, (laughs) sure. But it seems impossible to lose a hundred million dollars with John Travolta. And they managed. What I like is the idea that if, if we accept that, no matter what happens, we can never actually come into contact with these alien races. I say we should not only send stuff out there, but we should troll as hard as we can. Because <laughs> if there's one thing that really sums up the human species, if we just tried to just piss off aliens, like, what are you going to do? Come over and kick my ass? You can't, because you can't travel faster than light, and I'll be dead anyway. <laughs> you know? Like, we'll kill ourselves before you can get over here and kill us. So, so fuck you yourself. Is, you know? So you think, yes, we should send out messages, yeah. and that what the message should be is eighth graders on YouTube comments. We should use yeah. them to write the messages. I mean, I think we should just send out, you know, like, Attack of the Clones was the best Star Wars movie, period. Just send that out to the universe. <laughs> yeah. Let them get angry about it. Let you them know. figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try to... Get up to speed. Come back to it, you <laughs> One know. One cryptic just, mo- yeah. message sounds like a puzzle unsatisfying. Yeah, itself. exactly. This is Oh, true. yeah. Mm. Like, like, a, like a, if it was a physical puzzle and you took one piece out of the sky. Yeah. Send them that. Yeah. The, the whatever the equivalent of that is. I also like the idea that we send out like images of like people to space, mm-hmm. but if you really without context, this is like we're just sending nudes to space, which is <laughs> yeah. kind of fun. I like that idea. All right, that we're just sending, sending nudes. Yeah, we're just sending nudes out in space. I just deal the with message it. is just nudes, please. Yeah, nudes. No, please. I, <laughs> I think if it's, I think if we're trying to incorporate uh, encapsulate humanity, it should just be us sending unsolicited dick pics to space. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Angela, do you think we should do it? Uh, Deal with that, Andromeda. Yeah, I think we should just say no Travoltas, please. Just to get out of the way. We yeah, don't, we don't if... want a Battlefield Earth scenario. So right, we right. Say, In the message. We we don't have any gold. Uh, how are you? <laughs> how are you? We, we, we don't want to fight. We don't have anything good here. Yeah. But we Friends? Sup? Sup? Yeah, are you, you up? ASL? You don't want to come here. We're just covered in thetans. <laughs> Trust me, just turn around and leave. We got so many things. You ever oh, seen War of the World? That's, That's what right. killed the aliens at the end of War of the Worlds. It was Thetans. Is that what it was? Yeah, not the flu. Uh, is Thetans the, what Anakin had in his blood? No, that was Metachlorians. Metachlorians. Okay, I got confused for a second about which one of these it was about. No. I mean, I wish my Thetans helped me manipulate things in the Force. What year was this don't. movie? 2000, right? 2000, yeah. yeah. So this was after... Uh, yeah, the, so this was the sexy Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I was gonna say Tank Girl, but if it was worse, um, I like Tank Girl. Plus the Cantina scene from Star Wars, well, perfectly so recreated, by the way. One thing that I liked that. was that they in the Wikipedia said that Travolta was going around telling everybody this is going to be like Star Wars, but better. Yeah. And I read that, and I was like, that how could you possibly think that? But if it was two thousand and Phantom Venice was ninety nine. He's not that far off. It is yeah. better than episode one, right? Or similar. Yeah, good work. Uh, epi- episode one has at least like Duel of Fates, that John Williams song, which yeah. is yeah. better than yeah. anything in this movie. Yeah. And it's got Greg but, Groups, which yeah. I like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fun. I might be the only fan of that movie. Oh. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. Are you trolling me right now? No, I'm so sincere. This is the only thing you will yeah. ever catch me being sincere at. I like 
every single Star Wars movie, yeah. period. I when like you say them. it that way, it sounds really charming. But <laughs> if you just say, I like episode one, it sounds I trolly. Like them. I love them. Why? That's what, okay, wait. Messages to space, right? Nope. New, new topic. I want to say what Lightning I want to say. Lightning bonus round question two. Why does Kalen like episode one? <laughs> I don't know why it's here. I, we have to answer it. It's how uh, the game now works. It's a fun romp. His pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this on three other podcasts. I've had to defend my stance. <laughs> this is the biggest one. It yeah. is by far. <laughs> I was just being a dick. Is that actually? Anyway, tell me. No. Tell me. Uh, what is? What's your stance on this? Four way stop. We're all at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna blow through that like my uh, fucking Uber driver did on the way here. Got to a flight. <laughs> it was a huge ordeal, and I wanted to talk about it. Then I was like, no, it's not appropriate. Wait, I can fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blowing through that four-way stop, and I think we should be sending all a bunch of shit to space. It's the uh, do go chasing waterfalls. Here's what I think we should be sending out: uh, math, universal language, uh-huh. chemical chemistry, universal language. I uh, want to send. Uni- no. Can we make it though? <laughs> I want to send recipes to stuff: chemical compound breakdown, molecular oh. structure. Because I want to send them like Gatorade and like cake. meth or whatever, or like yeah, cake and like. Just What's the chemical like, formula for cake? Fucking stuff and a, l- tell you later. a lot of ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> I got it written in the other room. Love uh, is definitely one of them, I can tell you that. <laughs> the final ingredient. I just yeah. want to send them recipes and stuff, like Twinkies. And, <laughs> yeah, and then just see what comes back. Let's share recipes. Yeah. I like the idea amazing. of just of sending an alien race Twinkies, but not that like the context of food just literally have them make a Twinkie and be like what do you think they do with it <laughs> what do you like what is it well, okay we've made we got this was very important they needed cake. us to have this well, that's, yeah that's the puzzle that'll take them 300 years to put together yeah that's true they, they have Twinkies and they're like what the fuck yeah. I like that so I'm, I'm into that so why do you like episode box. one <laughs> it's a fun movie we get to find out stuff that happened before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the races are cool that is the strongest uh, <laughs> argument I've ever heard for Phantom Menace is we get to find out stuff that happened before it's unarguable that is a strong case argument for it I know Crunch that you're trolling me but I like out. it <laughs> that's a good point the pod races are fun Yeah, and Greg Proops is fun he's the pod race announcer he's one of them that's right. And I like Greg Proops. I forgot about that. You said it twice, and I was like, I'm not biting. I, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I just... Alex has a fact he wants to share. <laughs> Nobody ask him. Do not engage. Do not engage. <laughs> oh, you guys are monsters. This is my show. <laughs> I feel like this is a place I get to say my fun facts. It turns out even here, unwanted. I Okay, here's my fun Greg Proops fact. Well, two oh, yeah. things. So uh, I worked with Greg Proops here last year, and... Uh, which makes me cool. No, um, but uh, two things you told me about episode one. One is that to this day, the like people still come up and have him sign episode one stuff more than anything else he's ever done. That's incredible. And uh, the other fun fact is he got paid like a hundred bucks to do it. No way. It was, and they they made it. They did all the stuff in Ireland because Lucas didn't want to do uh, union, and everyone was like. Uh, yeah, I'll work for hundred dollars. It's the new Star Wars movie, and I was like, "But it's so bad." And he was like, "Yeah, we didn't know that beforehand." Yeah. It was like it new Star Wars bad. movie yeah. for hundred dollars. Of course, I'll do that. Yeah. So everyone was super stoked about it. Yeah, it translates the enthusiasm. It's authentic. He's so fun. Yeah, he's one of the CG like uh, alien announcers. But mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, it circles fun. back to that effort. There's somebody in every bad movie that tried their hardest. <laughs> okay, so then really quick, uh, how does it end if we reach out to aliens with all the stuff? Like, do they come? Do they bring us a Twinkie? Does, us do so we all many die? Twinkies. Yeah. yeah. 
All those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think if they, I mean, I think it's unlikely that they kill us. I guess I just feel like if there's a, pe- there's a group of aliens, they would be interested in killing us and have the ability to get here and kill us. They probably know we're here. I just doubt that they're like close by and they're like with their big giant space guns and they're like, hey, and they hear us like sneeze and they're like, there they are. And then they come kill Earth. I feel like it, they, they don't. The only it. noble thing is what we would do if we were able to approach an alien planet right and fuck it up is probably a safe bet absolutely yeah (laughs) yeah not even at first on purpose (laughs) but inevitably yeah not even at first on purpose is a great slogan for humanity (laughs) (laughs) they figured out fire and not even on for on purpose yeah because we'll do it on purpose later even once we know it's killing you we'll still do it yeah but at first it'll be an accident Oh, that's perfect. All right, Whoopsie so that's lightning doodle. bonus round. Uh, this is such a like actually big scientific question, but I would still love to hear your opinions on what we should send to space and what uh, John Travolta is going to say when he hears it. Go to Facebook or Twitter or uh, email us podcast at readdeskweep.com. Now it's time for our minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order. So, Caitlin, you have to go first on this round. What is your last, smallest, nice thing you're going to say about Battlefield Earth? I, uh, how do I put this into the second... Denver, Colorado. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Mickey no. made undeniably a weird choice in that character. <laughs> we can all agree that, and that's fine. But that's not. I'm not digging. But we no, can all agree that was a weird choice yeah. to, in the face of danger or stress, uh, remind us all that the Planet of the Apes franchise is better than this. Turned out and, better than we yeah. expected. Yeah, better, better. And that was nice of him. We talked like, about this. I think ooh, 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 I mentioned this last week on the show because Anthony's always so excited bad. about this. But the new Planet of the Apes Not trilogy better than we expected. Yeah, it's a good yeah. series. So you know, my, for that. my favorite part about it is when the monkeys ride horses because I feel like the horses are like, <laughs> you two? God damn it. <laughs> Why does this keep happening? We figured if, if animals took over, it'd be better for us. <laughs> this time. Nope. God damn it. All right, fine. Alex, I will read your future horse-based uh, a post-apocalyptic. Oh, that's going to be the next book. That's pretty I'm good. Really, I'm into horse this future. thing about a horse. Horse future. <laughs> <laughs> horse future is a pretty fun book. <laughs> Subtitle: We thought it'd be better. <laughs> this time we eat the sugar cubes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that sounds way more menacing. So many horse stunts. And, oh my god! <laughs> Angela, minor compliment. In this movie, Battlefield Earth, everyone's hair was very long. You like long hair? I just that takes a lot of work, and they did yeah. it. They could have made it a, a choice that was less work, and they did not. That's not true. for yeah. anybody, There's any race. Several yeah. times where they could have made easier choices. Yeah, which I like about that. Yeah. And know. you know, in this movie, you see a lot of tra- times when they did make the easier choice. <laughs> so it's nice when you see them putting in the work. I mean, depending on the tripod, it's probably easier to make it level. <laughs> uh, anyway, minor compliment. Uh, I like the line: "If man animals prefer their rats uncooked, that's easier for us." Anthony, what's your minor um, compliment? My minor compliment would be I, I do think that this movie does have uh, like really so bad as good qualities to it, which is the best thing you can say about these type of bad movies. But mm-hmm. I do want to talk about my favorite moment in Battlefield Earth. Every time I've seen this movie, this is the main thing that makes me laugh harder than anything else. It's when John Travolta takes him to the library in Denver. And he's like, let me tell you about your species. All of your knowledge that you ever had is here in this room. (laughs) There's nothing in here that can help you defeat us. But I'll let you look. And Billy Pebbles, he's in this library and he can go. And like, rather than going to like the section on military warfare or tactics, 
he goes and finds the Declaration of Independence. He does. And that is like, I don't know. I don't know anything about history, but I got to find one document that has something that can help us. And he finds the Declaration of Independence and is like, freedom. That's the key. That's Man, the thing that's going to help us. This that's king the seems like a dick. Know. Yeah. Just, Slept on concept. That's I just, <laughs> I just, that's so funny to me, that, that yeah. scene of, uh, yeah, he could go look in warfare, look in guns. Yeah. I don't know. There's probably a category on that in that yeah, library. Yeah. But now he goes and finds the most important military document. It's also good he didn't end up in fiction. Yeah, it's really unhelpful. America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Twilight. It's episode number 400. Ooh. We're going back. We're rereading it, and I will give you a hint. I've been rereading it this week. It has grown on me. Not a lot, <laughs> but I'm going to say it is. this has been an easier listen than the last one. Um, so it's going to be our big, exciting episode 400, end of revisit month, and then it's wet month after that. It's going to be great. Thanks to Julie for becoming our new meat, meat buddy. Thanks, Julie. Go to readjudge.com slash meat buddies to become meat buddy. Thanks for being here at Anthony Lopez Part 2. Thank you for having me. At Uncle Kate, C-A-I-T, Uncle Thank Kate on Twitter. You. And at Angela M. Weber, just a reminder, the new Double Clicks album out August 15th. Pre-order on iTunes now. Yes. Thank you for being here. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.